Welcome to Think Again with L. Nathan Hare, sponsored by the Community Action Organization of Erie County. If you would like to participate on today's program, call now, 803-1520. That's 803-1520. All right, here we go. Think again. Think again. Welcome to our Top of Discussion program, sponsored by the Community Action Organization of Western New York, still fighting the war on poverty, now in our 55th year. Uh, each week we talk to you about issues, events, and trends affecting you right here and right now in Buffalo and the Western New York community, and in fact, connecting to communities all across the country. I'm your host, L. Nathan Hare, President and CEO of the Community Action Organization. Make us a part of your Saturday every Saturday at ESPN 1520 AM on your dial from 11 o'clock to 12 noon each week. Now, our program is live, so you can call and you can join our discussion. hope that you will. Our number here again is 803-1520. That's 803-1520. So, you know, this has been that, that, that week that uh, is supposed to bring everything to a, 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 a conclusion, but we just seem to keep opening up some other door so that things just can't end. We, <laughs> this dog just won't die. Uh, but I'm looking at an article written by Michael Wines. Uh, as Trump disputes election results, Republicans target voting by mail, which has some points that I think that we need to make sure we have in our heads. Nearly half of uh, voters cast absentee ballots in this year's election, a huge increase over previous years. If Republicans have their way, that'll be the last time you'll see that many absentee ballots or mail-in ballots uh, in, a, in a, a national election. <laughs> the experiment in uh, mass voting by mail has been viewed by most election experts as a remarkable success, one that was less prone to errors than expected, had almost no documented fraud. You would think that was a good thing. But rather than finding ways to win more voters to their points of view, Republican state senators around the country promised to make getting and casting mail ballots far more difficult. The go-to move of the Republicans is to, find, is to find ways to restrict the number of people able to participate in elections rather than find ways to appeal to a broader number of Americans. As they were taking their bows in, particularly in Georgia, uh, about how accurate uh, and fair their elections were run uh, in Georgia, they had uh, two recounts done in Georgia, and they you know, were just crowing about what a great job they did. That's what they were saying out in front of everybody in the public this past Tuesday. But on that same day, this past Tuesday, December 8th, Georgia state legislators pledged uh, uh, to eliminate no-excuse absentee voting, to require a photo ID to obtain a ballot, to outlaw drop boxes, and scrap a court agreement to quickly tell voters about signature problems on ballots so that they could be fixed. Seeking to curtail the use of drop boxes uh, in next month's runoff uh, elections uh, uh, for the U.S. Senate, the, the suit claimed uh, Georgia is sued. These Republicans in, in, in uh, representing the Georgia State Republican Party claimed it was illegal to let absentee voters deposit ballots after business hours. That's the issue. So it's not illegal for you to drop uh, a ballot off in a ballot box at 415. But if you drop it off in a ballot box at 515, it would be illegal as far as this lawsuit is concerned. Re Michigan, Repo excuse me, uh, uh, Pencil, 
Pennsylvania Republicans are seeking co-sponsors for bills to stiffen identification requirements for mail ballots, tighten standards for signature matching, and in one case to repeal the law that allows anyone to vote absentee without an excuse. In Michigan, Republicans want to review a 2018 ballot initiative approved by two-thirds of the voters that authorized no-excuse absentee balloting, as well as same-day registration and straight uh, ticket voting. Uh, The campaign to delegitimize and overturn the election has become a convenient justification for those who want to restrict access uh, to voting. This is according to Wendy Weiser, who directs the democracy program at the Brennan uh, Center for Justice in New, uh, at New York University. In Georgia, election workers have twice recounted about 5 million ballots and found no evidence of, of cheating. Uh, similar court challenges to Mr. Biden's victories in uh, Wisconsin and uh, Pennsylvania and elsewhere have similarly sh- uh, failed to show any fraud, not just any widespread fraud, any fraud, period. Just a few mistakes here and there, but no fraud. Uh, the November election registered Democrats uh, in the uh, or for the November election registered Democrats cast nearly eight million more uh, mail ballots than Republicans did in in uh, in those states that record part of voters party affiliation. Mail ballots are more prone to manipulation than ballots cast in person, even if the amount of fraud in either case is minuscule. When I go into, according to Trey Grayson, uh, an elections expert in in, uh, Kentucky, says when I go into the voting booth on Election Day, no one is going to help me or whisper in my ear. But when a ballot is mailed, I don't know who's around when it's completed. But he added that mail voting has election security advantages, too. States that vote largely by mail have more accurate and up to date voter rolls and anti fraud uh, goal and anti-fraud goal that Republicans embrace because mailing ballots to voters effectively double checks addresses and, and shows which voters have moved. It also appears to increase participation as the fraud risk as for fraud risk. Election experts say the biggest examples involve campaigns, not voters. Most recently in a 2018 House election in North Carolina, uh, a Republican campaign worker directed a crew that falsely filled out and signed hundreds of ballots that had been sent to local residents. That kind of organized fraud is hard to conceal. Uh, Signature checks and odd voting patterns quickly uncovered the North Carolina uh, 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 fraud effort. But fraud by individuals is hard as well. Uh, 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 excuse, excuse me, signature checks also flagged attempts by two Pennsylvanians this year to request absentee ballots in the name of their dead relatives. As Democrats are considering relaxing rules laid down earlier by Republican legislators that effectively kept election workers from processing most um, uh, mail ballots uh, until Election Day, that dele- delayed the release of absentee vote uh, results. I got about a minute or so here. There are indications as the, uh, that the Trump administration ordered the CDC to suppress Corona report unfavorable uh, to Trump's positions. The director of the Center for Disease Control and Prevention ordered the destruction of an email uh, written by a top Trump administration health official who was seeking changes in a scientific report on the coronavirus's risk to children uh, according to the head of a congressional oversight subcommittee on Thursday. Uh, That head of the committee uh, 
or this report was was released by Representative James Clyburn, uh, he expressed his serious concerns about what may be deliberate efforts by the Trump administration to conceal and destroy evidence that senior political appointees interfered with uh, career officials' response to the coronavirus at the Centers for uh, Disease Control and Prevention. Uh, cited in the Morbidity and Mortality Weekly Report, Charlotte Kent, editor-in-chief, uh, while on vacation in August, said she received instructions to delete the email written by Paul Alexander, a senior advisor to Azar, uh, the head of human services. Uh, when Kent went to, to locate the email, it had already been deleted, uh, she said, according to a transcript of the interview provided by James Clyburn. She was also told that the instructions had come down from Redfield through the uh, Redfield, the head of the CDC, through the chain of command. Uh, so just, uh, I think I'm going to stop right there. Uh, we, well, I won't even go through the rest of that. Let me, let me go and get to the phones right now. Uh, is it um, John first in Lockport or Jim first? Okay, let me grab Jim in Lockport. Jim, how are you doing out there? Hey, Nathan, how are you? I'm doing great. We're, cu- we're getting to the end of this thing. I understand that the Electoral College... I thought the Electoral College met in a big convention, a national convention, but I'm learning now that that's not the way it goes. Each state brings together the delegates to the Electoral Electoral College for each individual state. They cast their votes in that state for whoever they were elected to represent, hopefully if they're not what they call faithless faithless, uh, electors. And then that's what gets tallied by the uh, House of Representatives, and they come down with who won X number of uh, of delegates, or uh, 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 what do you call it? Uh, electoral college uh, uh, votes. So that that's the way that process is going to work. But that's going to take place on on Monday. So by the time we get to the end of the day on Monday, there should no longer be any controversy whatsoever as to who was the president of the United States. I was reading uh, something in the paper that. Um, for the inauguration date, uh, Trump's planning on flying <laughs> flying to Florida and having a rally while Biden's being sworn in. Matt was is, just is telling me ridiculous? about that. Matt is was that just ridiculous? telling me about that. In fact, here we were just teasing about it because he's going to have the uh, Air Force One while he's still president. He's going to fly him down to uh, to Florida. But by the time the party he's going to have to compete with the inauguration is over. Joe Biden will be the president of the United States, so Trump won't be able to, to, to get a flight back to Washington on Air Force One. So we were talking about he's just going to stay down there somewhere in Florida and then take a Uber, you know, to uh, to get to Mar-a-Lago from there. <laughs> well, the last president that missed an inauguration uh, ceremony was um, our friend Andrew Johnson uh, right. when Grant came in. So. I, I wouldn't put it past Trump to uh, to follow this and, and be the, the sore loser that he is. So I'll let somebody else get on, but Merry Christmas and Happy Hanukkah. All right. Thanks, John. I really appreciate you, man. Uh, or Jim, rather. Uh, that was Jim. I'm sorry. Let, let me grab John in Lockport. John, how are you doing out there? Hi, Nathan. Hey. Um, yeah, these uh, Republicans, they're unbelievable. You know, and it's not just Trump. I mean, this thing goes back goes back to Reagan. Uh, Reagan um, did so much damage, you know, his, the damage he did was kind of overlooked because he was so well-liked, you know? Mm-hmm. And, uh, but he, he did as much damage, or uh, maybe not as much as, as 
uh, uh, Trump, but a lot, because he destroyed the middle class. We haven't recovered from what he did. And, uh, they, they, you know, he had things in his um, uh, during his time where, like the Iran-Contra scam, mm-hmm. he should have been impeached for. Right. The AIDS epidemic. I mean, he, he was responsible for how many deaths? You know, Trump sure, sure is surely is responsible for many deaths mm-hmm. in this um, pandemic. Ronald Reagan should not be let off the hook for his lack of leadership on the uh, uh, AIDS epidemic. Uh, his hostility, to be right. honest with you, he had hostility uh, towards the population of people that te- seem to be most affected uh, uh, by AIDS. Right. And and um, he did things like uh, Medicaid. Medicare was paid for uh, 100%. Uh, before Reagan, Reagan knocked it down to eighty percent and mm-hmm. made, uh, you know, because he wanted his buddies to get the uh, into the into the game. Um, he also destroyed the middle class with that tax cut, and it's not, just never recovered right. from that middle class. And then he went to Bush, and and I mean, w- with his ne- unnecessary wars, how many deaths was he responsible yep. for? And and uh, the, then nine, you know, nine eleven, he was responsible for that, and also. Uh, the recession, the Great Recession. I'm not so sure that these guys are were, were that much better than, than Trump. Well, you know, it's so interesting that you say that, John, because you 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 have to ask yourself why are there no uh, railings and and condemnations and recriminations over the fact that less than three thousand people were killed in a 9/11 attack uh, on New York and Washington, the Pentagon and the uh, World Trade Center. And that was horrible. It was like, you know, uh, Pearl Harbor, you know, in a great marshalling of America uh, to respond to that attack. But 60-something thousand people died in Afghanistan, a country that don't, I'm not sure that more than eight or nine people in Afghanistan even know where the United States is. They got killed, you know, in the course of the, the military intervention in Afghanistan. They declared war on a country that had not done anything to us other than some Taliban warlord rented some land, you know, to some whatever they call Al Qaeda, yeah. you know, and so on. And then what about the deaths in Iraq? Maybe, there were a hundred thousand deaths in Iraq. Well, I'm, I'm reading. I got a report here that says it's at least six hundred thousand people yeah. that died. And so you have all that carnage. You attacked Iraq. Iraq had nothing to do with 9/11 at right. all. Zero to do with it. In fact, the Iraqis didn't even like the Al Qaeda people. I mean, that's on record. They have an un- Americans were, were, were actually, uh, 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 what do you call it, tapping the phone calls, you know, or, you know, they, they, were, they had uh, um, microphones in the room where the uh, 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 conversations were taking place. So they know from their own ears that uh, the, uh, uh, the Iraqis did not have anything at all to do with the 9-11 attack uh, on this country. And yet, you know, 600 plus thousand people are dead. Uh, in Iraq because of our intervention, and nobody is accountable for that. But right. we, we, we whine about, you know, uh, uh, Donald Trump says, it's not my fault, you know, that the coronavirus, you know, took off. I closed the borders, you know, on February 2nd, you know, to China. I did a great thing and saved hundreds of thousands of lives. We're having that kind of conversation when there are hundreds of thousands of dead people on one side of the ledger, and you got maybe 3,000 people dead on our side of the ledger, and we're acting as if we're the victims. Right. Yes, that's true. You know, there's a good program on uh, now on Showtime on the Reagans that explains a lot about his disastrous uh, uh, eight, you know, eight years. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and uh, you know, that, that tax cut is what just killed the middle class 
uh, and um, has never been corrected. And it shows, you, it shows you how the media uh, uh, creates a narrative that becomes an echo chamber. They keep repeating the same narrative over and over and over again, and we all end up being socialized into it. Ronald yep. Reagan came across as a very affable, likable, handsome guy. And right. so even though he didn't really show a lot of depth of thought, most of us thought at the time that he was kind of short, you know, on, uh, um, you know, IQ and so on. But uh, he was given the benefit of the, the doubt and treated like he was just this happy, you know, affable, warm, you know, empathetic, you know, type person as he was doing all of these malicious things like crack right. cocaine came in on his watch. It didn't right. come in some other time. It came in on Ronald Reagan's watch. Mm -hmm. And nothing, no no, no uh, 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 responsibility for that ever sticks to Ronald Reagan at all. And uh, well, it said, just, go ahead. Yeah, they said that, uh, that uh, George Bush was the guy that, that you'd like to have a beer with. Mm -hmm. I mean, these people vote on the dumbest things, and they voted on the dumbest things when yep. they voted for Reagan, too, yep. he was, because he was so likable. And Jimmy yeah. Carter was just too honest. You know, how can you be that honest and be the president yeah. of the United States? Yeah. You know, y you have to fall. We can't have you run around here, you know, telling the truth. What's wrong with yeah. you? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, okay, I'll let you go then. All right, thanks, John. Appreciate you, okay. man. Have a good Bye -bye. week. Yep. Let's Oh, we got to take our, our break first. Let's grab our break first, then we're going to get back, get Al in, in Buffalo and give him some time. So if you all stick with us, we will send us out of the break here at Think Again. Think again. Would you like to increase your home's value? Do you want to lower your energy bills? Are you in need of affordable financing for your next home improvement project? The CAO Home Improvement Resource Program can help. Just come to one of their monthly HIRP orientation sessions every first and third Wednesday of the month at two convenient locations. HIRP staff will help identify the resources you need to get financed, and they'll even help you with completing your application. Now, you won't know what you qualify for until you call. 332-3773. That's 332-3773. Learn about all the home improvement programs you may be eligible for and ask about the affordable financing program that can help turn your house into your dream home. Call 332-3773 for more info. It's the Home Improvement Resource Program. Restoring value to neighborhoods across Erie County, one house at a time. Brought to you by the Community Action Organization of Erie County. Today on Hey Culligan, buy to save. Here's a text from Devin in Denver. Hey Culligan, I'd love a water softener, but I don't want to pay for it. Devin, I can't help you there, but a Culligan high-efficiency softener can help you save oodles on energy and detergent, so the savings can be even greater than the cost. And I'm getting a mind-blown emoji followed by... Yes, please. Devin, the savings are already on the way. Let us help you out with a free in-home water test with a local Culligan water expert at Culligan.com. Dell Technologies' end-of-year sale is the perfect time to upgrade tech for your business. Save big on the latest computers powered by Intel Core processors for your small business. And don't forget to shop servers, storage, and thousands of top-brand electronics, all with free shipping. Call a Dell Technologies advisor who can help you find the right tech for your business needs at 877-ASK-DELL. That's 877-ASK-DELL. All day, every day. This is Buffalo's home for ESPN Radio. 50,000 watt ESPN 1520. Ronnie Reagan tape. It always makes the trip go faster. 
You know something? You did say well a lot. I'm not saying that Ronald Reagan is characterized by that little venue there. Let me grab Al in Buffalo and get his thoughts. Al, how are you doing out there? Good. This is the same party that lobbied the majority Supreme Court to uh, rule in favor of Citizens United. Right. And, and the, and the um, striking down of, I think it was Section 5 of the Voting Rights Act, right? Mm-hmm. And then they, you know, this is the same party that, that basically moved uh, polling places away from, and, you know, from predominantly African-American mm-hmm. neighborhoods, right? Yep. And then this is the same party that tried to strike down the whole mail, you know, to, to be able to mail in your, your, um, your votes, right? Right, the mail-in ballots. You know, so, before you had to have an excuse, and your excuse was, well, you know, I'm going to be in Florida at my winter home. Okay, that's a good excuse. You can get a mail-in ballot. Yeah, but, they, 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 these are the same people that voted for a guy who basically thought the Kansas City Chief, <laughs> Kansas City Chief, uh, <laughs> lived, lived in Kansas, right? <laughs> yeah, lived in Kansas. You know, congratulations for the, the Kansas City Chief. I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure that Donald Trump is still confused about that, even after. <laughs> yeah, they represent the great state of Kansas. <laughs> oh, and remember, he also told you that uh, you could solve your uh, coronavirus problem if you just took a you know a couple slugs of a cap capful of bleach. Yeah, that yeah. should really help you quite well. Yeah, I heard the uh, condom factory actually put a put a written apology on Donald Trump's birth certificate. This is true. I mean, I don't have the facts to back this up. I just know it to be true. He, uh, uh, the, the Donald Trump said to the first lady, "Honey, would you like me to slip into something more comfortable?" And the first lady said, "Yeah, a coma." <laughs> yeah, yeah, you can. I mean, I don't have yeah, the facts to back this, this up. This is going to get to be real, real crazy. These these Donald Trump yeah. jokes that are going to go on. Yeah, Donald uh, for Trump. Years. Uh, I, I was I was told that he had he was uh, told that he had to get tested for the uh, coronavirus again, and he said, uh, "I want extra time to study." <laughs> yeah, it's true. It's true. I, I guess he was caught in the Oval Office. He was trying to put M and M's in alphabetical order. Yeah. <laughs> and he got stuck. Right? According to a, according to a source. <laughs> Yeah, I'm telling you, this is never going to end, right? You know, I, I I feel a certain sense of empathy for Donald Trump because, you know, people always tell you that, you know, you can't take it with you. You ever hear that said, you know, whatever you assemble in your life, you can't take it with you. So you should organize it so that you can leave it to somebody you're on your way out. Well, that's not really, really true. There are There is something that you always take with you, and that's your reputation. Whatever you are known for, whatever it is that you have done, that goes with you. It doesn't doesn't you know roll over to somebody else. That stays with you, and Donald Trump's legacy is going to stay with him. And I suggest that when people reflect back on what Donald Trump meant to the United States, it's not going to be positive in many people's minds. Yeah, I don't think it's going to be productive for us to go back to Ronald Reagan in those days because you have to. We have to, we have to hang on to the fact that after President, this freshman senator from Illinois came from nowhere. Nobody expected this guy, you know, mm-hmm. to, to win the primary against you know Hillary Clinton, and then you know nobody expected to him to you know to get elected twice, uh, mm-hmm. you know, uh, basically passing bills like the American Manufacturing Competitive Act, uh, Competitive 
uh, Act and the First Responders uh, Health Care Compensation Act, the Recovery and Reinvestment Act, and yep. you know, signed the Credit Card Reform Act, everything that was under the Wall Street Reform Act. Lily Ledbetter, Women Act, yep. the three, you know, like the three hundred six billion dollar Highway Transportation Bill. He basically weatherized one million homes per year. This is the reason that people don't understand why gas prices are so low. He increased solar power by twenty five hundred percent, and as a Triple- consequence of that, he made the need for oil fall so low that oil prices fell on their own. And they never give this guy credit for the fact that the, the fact that we were able to get energy from other sources is the reason right, why not, we don't pay so much for oil right now. And then and then they then they then he basically tripled the use of, of wind, lowering the cost of, of uh, land based wind power by forty one percent. So <laughs> and, then, and then raising fuel efficiency standards on new automobiles. I, I All was, those things. I was just told that wind causes cancer. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he's, he's a piece of work. Isn't yeah. he? Well, anyways, thanks a lot. I'll let you uh, I know you got other callers. All right. Thanks, Alan. Appreciate you, man. Let me grab Bill and Chitawaga and see, see what he's thinking about. Bill, how you doing out there? Hey, Nathan. Uh, well, if wind causes cancer, Rudolph Giuliani's in trouble. I guess. <laughs> he's the ca- he's the chief cause of cancer on Earth. Is- <laughs> do, do you um, remember? Did, did were you listening to that uh, 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 a hearing when he he passed gas? So I was talking about <laughs> these yeah. people. They were aghast. People were, they didn't know whether they should laugh, should they giggle, should they <laughs> run. <laughs> To try to get as far away as they could. They didn't know what to do. Right? I mean, I know it's an involuntary thing. I'm not blaming him or anything, right? But it, it just didn't come across as a good look at all for Giuliani, especially when you know he's got the the, the dye dripping down, you know, his side his sideburns, and so he, he looked like Dracula or or the Toad or something in some Marvel comics, you know, villain movie or something. Um. You know, we uh, somebody talked about uh, Reagan and uh, the cocaine and all that stuff, mm-hmm. and I know that uh, um, Bush was involved with that heavily with with uh, Oliver North and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. But have you? I, I mean, I I've read in a couple of books, and it seems like from credible sources that a lot of that cocaine went into Mena, Arkansas, and that Bill Clinton was involved with that too. Yeah, I didn't hear the Bill Clinton part about it, other than the fact that Bill Clinton lived in Arkansas, and they they didn't like Bill Clinton, so they tried to connect him to, you know, whatever the distribution was in 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 Arkansas. Well, but here was the bigger thing, the bigger issue about the 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 cocaine thing, is that laws had been passed that prevented the United States from being able to sell. Uh, arms to Iran and Iraq unless it was approved directly by Congress because of the volatility of the the, the world over there. And uh, the, they were also trying to, to, to restrict the growth of the, de- the defense budget. So what, now I can't say that Ronald Reagan personally did this, I don't have it on tape, but the Ronald Reagan administration orchestrated a deal where the Colombians, uh, the drug lords would produce you know, whatever form that you put cocaine in, bricks or powder, whatever it is, they, they would do that. They would bring that stuff to Panama. That stuff was loaded on American C4 transports. This was, 
you know, documented on CNN and so on, on American C4, uh, I think I think you call them C54 transports, these humongously big planes that you can have trucks drive into and so on, and brought that stuff into the United States and it got redistributed uh, for, and, and it turned into money. And the money was used to be able to finance weapons purchases so that they could keep fi- stoking this war between the Iranians and the uh, I- Iraqis. It's that kind of stuff that the people who did this are not held to account. But we have to go through 16 years of hearings on whether or not Hillary Clinton or, or Susan Rice you know, had the right story about what happened in Benghazi. They didn't cause Benghazi. They were not the, it was not a policy failure on their part that Benghazi happened, whether it happened because there was a spontaneous you know, reaction to these uh, Solomon, or, or, or whatever his name is, uh, Ducey or something, uh, that wrote this, this, uh, this play or, or, or movie uh, uh, sort of uh, ridiculing or critique, critiquing the prophet Muhammad uh, that this was a reaction to that this was spontaneous or whether it was an organized terrorist, you know, attack in uh, in Benghazi. We spent all that time on something where even yeah. if you were right, what difference does it make? It doesn't change anything on the ground in terms of what your your response would be, what your policy you know, orientation would be. We focus on stuff like that. But hundreds of millions of dollars in drug trade taking place under the nose of the American military financing weapons purchases uh, in Iraq and, and Iran, that does not get any uh, um, notice at all. That's just not the, right. The Iran-Contra drug thing was one of the worst things, I think, that happened in the United States. Yep. But um, I don't recall any debate between Bill Clinton and G- George H.W. Bush mm-hmm. about the whole thing and about the whole drug thing. Because I think Bill Clinton was complicit. I, I think that it was the Republicans and Bill Clinton, and I think that's why it never came up in that debate. But, yeah, um, I, that, that I haven't done any research on that, but I will I will take a look at that and see what's out there. Mm-hmm. American-made. Yep. I'll look it yeah. up and see what's out there. All right. Thanks, Thank man. You. Okay. Have a good day. You have a good day as well. Bill Clinton, Arkansas, and uh, Contra... Drugs. Okay, got it. Uh, how are we doing on time? Okay, we're doing great. Let's grab other John. Uh, yep. Uh, and, just, and just so for hope, for those of you that don't have the number down, uh, our number here again is 803-1520. That's 803-1520. I think we have three lines that are open right now, but we've got John on, on one of these lines. Uh, let me get other John up. You know, other John has a special name. He's other John. He's not just John. He's other John. <laughs> <laughs> How you doing, John? Pretty well. As long as you don't call me OJ. Just don't call you OJ. <laughs> yeah, that would not be nice, right? <laughs> anyway, a couple of quick points. I think now it's time to start taking a very close look at the sedition laws. Mm-hmm. Specifically, 18 U.S.C. 115, because there are a number of congressmen that qualify. And they should be uh, prosecuted. So you're thinking that these people that uh, are uh, attempting to undermine the elections by uh, uh, gathering Republicans from uh, uh, attorney generals from 18 states and 126 Congress people claiming that the election was invalid 
And they want the election turned over? (laughs) There is is absolutely uh, grounds for sedition. Absolutely. There's no question about it. If you read the statute, it's clear. Or even loss of citizenship. Maybe we should just put these people out, you know, in in, in the Great Lakes and say, if you all don't like it here, just just move on out there for a while. (laughs) I just, how can you get 126 legislators of the United States who were elected in the election that they are contesting, they were elected in that election. That's if you true. overturn the election, you got to overturn the their existence as Congress people would also get overturned. What is well, wrong that, with these people? That you're, you're absolutely right about that. But one thing that can be done internally to Congress is to fail to seat these bozos. Uh, both, yep. the, both the House and the and Senate have provisions for not seating or removing people. I heard somebody, I think it was on, um, I don't know if it was Chris Hayes or um, it might have been Chris Hayes' program, or it might be the lady that came on before him, uh, uh, Joy, Joy Reid uh, on MSNBC. And, uh, but, but somebody indicated that they had looked at this issue of whether or not uh, Nancy Pelosi could simply refuse to seat these people because they said that their own election was invalid. So if you say your own election was invalid, why are you sitting in this chamber? So she could have she could have taken that that view. This person indicated that they didn't think that 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 would fly, that you could do that. But I got to do a little bit more research on it. I didn't hear this until last night and didn't have enough time to look it up. Uh, But I'm going to do some looking on that later on today and see just, yeah, where where does that go? What, What could you do on that? Well, you, you can take a look at that, but there are provisions for both the uh, within the House and within the Senate for removal um, or, or failure to seat. And I think it requires uh, two-thirds. Even two-thirds if it turns that. out that it, it isn't legal or, or let's say it doesn't get a two-thirds you know, majority vote, just the fact that we did that or that Nancy Pelosi did that to them, I think would be a wake-up call you know, for them that might spur them into more responsible action uh, than the actions that they've been taking over the course of this past week. And you're absolutely right about that, too. Although what we could do is take all 126 of them and their hangers-on and send them down to a a fenced-off Alabama stand (laughs) and keep them in there. Put them on the other side of the wall. (laughs) That would be be fair. But, but, but now we've got a situation where if uh, if Trump does not flee, and I fully expect that he will flee because he's going down, mm-hmm. uh, all county building supply and maintenance alone will do it. That's just outright fraud. Wouldn't it be and, something if Trump wound up fleeing to a country under the control of the uh, Russian Federation? Yeah, like Russia. Absolutely. And it, that would be... Uh, uh, a, a PR coup for uh, Putin. There's no question yep. about that. Yeah, and we don't we don't know what uh, what Trump could contribute to uh, Putin in terms of uh, state secrets, but and we won't know. But at any rate, it's certainly absolutely possible that there are countries without extradition treaties, and Russia is one of them. Uh, they would uh, they would they would be pleased to have his presence, and I think what's going to happen. As I mentioned, the all-county building supply and maintenance, mm-hmm. that was designed by Mary Berry. Okay. And I, think what's, I think what's going to happen is they're going to squeeze her, and she's going to roll over on uh, Pat Boy. Mm-hmm. And well, she I, will, 
I got to figure this. There are so many threads out here of criminal conduct that was either done by Trump's organization or done by Trump himself, whether it's, you know, fraud, uh, manipulating bank records, whether it was um, other kinds of transactions, you know, defaulting on stuff that that he should not have been able to default on, whatever those things were. There's a lot of things that are chasing. I understand that this Letitia James in New York State is really ramping up her investigation of Donald Trump, preparing for the day that he's no longer president, that he's going to become a person of interest and then a person who's likely to get indicted. Uh, this is going to be a mess. And I think what Trump w- will try to do is to go, so, as you indicated, go someplace else where there's no uh, extradition protocol between that country and the United States. Um, and then that's going to turn into a, 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 a real mess, too, because, you know, Trump has all of these secrets that are his secrets that presidents get to know that he can threaten the rest of us by revealing those secrets. You're absolutely right about that. And uh, one, one of the things that we have to consider uh, is, in, in addition to fleeing, um, we, we would also have to, if he, if he stayed and winds up in Attica or Elmira, <laughs> which is certainly a possibility, uh, especially if uh, we consider how Epstein uh, was uh, taken care of, mm-hmm. uh, because typically uh, violent criminals wind up in Attica or Elmira. But do we have to pay for Secret Service protection while he's in the slam? <laughs> I don't think you get Secret Service protection if you're in a slam. I think the slam is supposed to be your protection. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, he, 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 is, he is going to be going down. And if he, if he does go uh, and, ha- and holds a rally in, uh, in Florida when, when Biden is being sworn in, he'll have to take a Greyhound. To wherever he's going to go. <laughs> or a Uber. I think you take a Uber. Right? <laughs> if he has any money left. You know, the, the other side of this thing is Trump's money is really a house of cards. You know, That's he's right. got a lot of debt, and, and most of the stuff that he has is all erected around debt. So if he doesn't have income that supports the debt payments, how does he keep all of that stuff? There's going to be, the, I, I think this is, we, we're not near, anywhere near the end of the Trump story for the United oh, States. No. <laughs> No, he is going to wind up stiffing banks yet again. And I think this time, as you're as you're probably aware, there was a Russian bank that was guaranteeing the loans mm-hmm. to Deutsche Bank. Yep. Okay. And he is going to wind up owing Putin big time if 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 all this if the house of cards comes crashing yep. down. And and but, we don't know what it is that he could give Putin because we don't know what presidents know, but we do know that true. presidents know things that the rest of us don't know. And that could hurt us as a country. And Donald Trump has shown us that he's not loyal to public service, you know, to the service of the country. He's only loyal to his desire for flattering himself and power. Yeah, he's basically what you're saying is he's a snake. And yep. I'm inclined to agree with that. Yep. But anyway, that's my two cents for this week. And you enjoy the holiday. All right. Thanks, John. You do the same. 
All right, let's take out our second break, and then we'll get back into our subject. You all stick with us. We will see you on Saturday break. Here at Think Again, Think Again. Would you like to increase your home's value? Do you want to lower your energy bills? Are you in need of affordable financing for your next home improvement project? The CAO Home Improvement Resource Program can help. Just come to one of their monthly HIRP orientation sessions every first and third Wednesday of the month at two convenient locations. HIRP staff will help identify the resources you need to get financed, and they'll even help you with completing your application. Now, you won't know what you qualify for until you call. 332-3773. That's 332-3773. Learn about all the home improvement programs you may be eligible for and ask about the affordable financing program that can help turn your house into your dream home. Call 332-3773 for more info. It's the Home Improvement Resource Program, restoring value to neighborhoods across Erie County, one house at a time. Brought to you by the Community Action Organization of Erie County. What's in store this holiday at your local Staples? Decking the halls with custom cards and invitations. Staples makes connecting with clients and loved ones easy with hundreds of holiday templates you can customize and call your own. And now, for a limited time, get 30% off custom holiday cards and invitations. Some can even be printed same day. Shop in-store or order online. And ring in the holiday for less this year at Staples. Ends 12 20 Limit 1. Visit staples.com slash holiday cards or store for details. I'm Dr. Baker, an ER physician. If you're having leg pain, swelling, or redness, but haven't talked to your doctor yet, don't wait. This could be deep vein thrombosis a blood clot which could travel to your lungs and lead to a pulmonary embolism, which could cause chest pain or discomfort or difficulty breathing and be deadly. Your symptoms could mean something serious, so don't wait. Talk to a doctor right away by phone, online, or in person. Brought to you by Bristol-Myers Squibb and Pfizer. All day, every day. This is Buffalo's home for ESPN Radio. 50,000 Watt ESPN 1520. Just to be insulting to Donald Trump, that was just an earworm. <laughs> no, that was just an earworm that we decided to to play out. When those those songs, it just goes goes through your head all the time. Uh, but um, just to give you a little bit idea of of some of the the things that go on that are just they're almost comical. If they weren't so serious, you know, they would be funny. Giuliani reveals the mindset of Donald Trump and his close circle in this article written by Greg Sargent, uh, talking about Giuliani's violent mission perfectly captures the ugliness of the Trump era. This is in the Washington Post uh, on uh, December 10th. And it says, several weeks before uh, Donald Trump's victory in 2016, 
you all, all remember this, a videotape uh, surfaced in which uh, Trump was heard boasting of committing sexual assault. As he candidly observed, when you're a star, they let you, when you're a star, they let you do it. <laughs> well, four years later, Trump's presidency now coming to an end, his lawyer, Rudy Giuliani, has suffered or, or has now offered a similarly blithe admission uh, on just, uh, or, or one that's just as wretched, but also just as revealing. Giuliani, who was recently hospitalized with the coronavirus, seemed to acknowledge that he received special access to scarce drugs that Trump himself received during his illness, uh, according to the New York Times. Giuliani described his good fortune this way. If it wasn't me, I wouldn't have been put in the hospital, frankly. Uh, this is what Giuliani told WABC Radio in New York. Sometimes when you're a celebrity, they're worried if something happens to you, they're going to examine it more carefully and do everything right. So essentially, just as Trump rejoiced in his ability to abuse people with impunity, Giuliani is celebrating the fact that he got special access to treatment for the coronavirus that countless other sick and now dead Americans have not enjoyed. Uh, at the exact moment that Giuliani was working to help Trump steal the election, uh, trying to ensure that Trump avoids accountability for his own role in facilitating that very same mass sickness and death. And the reason why this came up in my head, you know, we've been talking over the course of, well, at least on this program, over the course of the past three weeks, the fact that we've seen this mounting, ever-mounting number of people getting sick. Uh, I think, Matt, we first started talking about this it were like 110, 120,000 people. We thought it was the worst thing in the world, you know, getting sick from this coronavirus. And then three or four days later, 110 turned into 140. Then 140 turned into 170. I saw one report where something in close to 240,000 people uh, had gotten uh, infected with this virus on the same day. Now we're talking about more than 3,000 people dying every day for the past four or five days in a row. And yet the only thing that we've heard come out of the mouth of our president has been, well, you know, I'm the one who put the money to, to warp speed getting this vaccine out. This vaccine ought to be named by me. This should be called the Trump back. This is what he actually said. This should be called the Trump vaccine. So he's not worried about the 200 plus thousand people that are getting sick every day or the 3,000 people that are dying every day. He's not worried about them. He's worried about who gets credit for the vaccine. If that's not a, uh, uh, what's the word, a, a, a symbolic of what the Trump administration has been about and who he is as a person, I don't know what is. Our number out here, by the way, is 803-1520. That's 803-1520. You want to call in and join our discussion. Yeah, and, and I think, yeah, all of our lines are open right now. So who shows up when, with regard to Trump's effort to get, well, let me give you the background on this. Trump said that, you know, when uh, uh, Judge, uh, 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 Supreme Court Justice Ruth Bader Ginsburg passed away and her seat became open and they decided they were going to fill that seat, you know, by like Saturday, you know, following her death, you know, as, as quickly as they could. 
Uh, Trump said that it's really important that we get another conservative judge in. It's just great. We get one more conservative judge in there. We need that judge in order for us to be able, you know, to just to do, we need a conservative judge, right? So he says that with the inference that if he has a 6-3 uh, majority of conservatives to uh, so-called liberals who are not very liberal anyway, you know, on the Supreme Court bench, if we had that, that that would somehow ensure that when we get this election issue to the Supreme Court, it would turn his favor because he would have enough votes on a Supreme Court for this to, to, to go his way. And so Trump has been promising to keep suing and suing and suing until he got this case before the Supreme Court on the, uh, on the assertion or the belief that the Supreme Court is going to roll with him and, and give him the uh, uh, election by Supreme Court vote, even though he didn't get the election by the majority vote of the people or by the majority of the Electoral College. So this just seems to me to be, you know, uh, th these things go hand in hand in terms of understanding uh, uh, who this person is and what this is all about. But let me get to our callers. We have Mark on, then we'll get Chris on. Mark, what you, how are you doing out there? Hey, Nathan. Hey. We got uh, 300,000 dead going going toward a half a million. Yep. 3,000 3, a day dying of this virus. We're putting them in the ground. And you know who's not paying attention to this either? Hmm. Corporate media. Not a not a word. They're not they're not connecting this to. They let them go already. Corporate media says you know let's just sell to the ones that are that are alive. We won't worry about the ones that are dead. Yeah, yeah. They they, they let they let him go on this already. You know what uh, Judy Woodward said? Judy Woodward said on uh, PBS, "How can 17 states be ignored when they back his?" His lawsuit. It's not. It's not 17 states. It's 17 governors and AGs. Attorney, attorney generals for those states. It's not the states. It's not the, it's, the states. It's votes 17. counted. How how are they being ignored? Their votes counted. It, no, but she's saying how can they be ignored? And when and plus when he's got all these senators, uh, they're all sycophants. It's not the states. It's the AGs. But, but listen to listen to her logic. She's worried about, you know, the 17 states being ignored, even though their votes were cast and they were counted. But these 17 state attorney generals want to invalidate the votes in of four states. Of their state. Right. In, in his favor. So one person wants to invalidate the whole state. And her logic is, how can you ignore them? I mean, it just shows you it's the specious reasoning that goes on uh, behind these things that are said by these conservatives. They keep calling themselves conservatives. I grew up as a conservative. Conservatives never talk like that. This is this is not conservative. These are people, for all intents and purposes, are a part of a virtual gang. She she's a sick. Dead Judy Woodruff is a sycophant because she's she's saying uh, she she's saying uh, doesn't he have a point? <laughs> That's that's the bottom line. Right. Well, she does that claiming that I think in her mind, she's trying to get everybody to look at this thing from different angles. But oh, I yeah, think she, she said she said she's playing devil's advocate. Right. Right. And, and, uh, and Nancy Pelosi called her out on it one time. Mm -hmm. She said she said, no, no, you're you're uh, you're you're uh, what do they call that? You're uh, you're you're promoting. Mm. You're promoting. Mm -hmm. And, and, and uh, I had something else to say here. Reagan was a gun runner and a drug dealer and mm. a liar. Mm -hmm. Bush Jr., genocide mm -hmm. on, on a whole people and a liar. Yep. Trump, 
American genocide and a liar. Yep. Clinton, consensual sex, OB, he wore a tan suit. Yeah, yeah, can't do that. <laughs> can't do that. He wore a tan suit. And, uh, <laughs> Reagan wore a tan, tan suit, too, but it was okay because it was a Ronald Reagan tan suit. And how about, how about uh, this uh, pro-life Trump and, and uh, Bill Barr? You know, three, <laughs> three, uh, five, 500,000 people dead and 3,000 people a day ain't enough. They have to sanction more killing. How many people died in World War II? Yeah, but they have to sanction more killings. In but the they got to sanction. We have to kill more people in our custody. Yeah, right. You got a guy got who's you got a guy who's a mental midget. You know, who's got developmental learning, what they call learning disabilities, and so on. Uh, that's borderline. You know, a, a, a mental psychotic who did something when he was eighteen years old, and they got to kill this guy before their, their their term is over. That makes sense. But the Virtual 300,000 Americans that are dead, more than the 276 or so thousand that died, uh, Americans that died in World War II, we, we've overseen the death of many more than that no, in they, this they country. Want, they got to have 3,001. And you know why they're doing it? Because they can. Yep. That's why they're doing it. And how about this VIP vaccine? <laughs> Right, so you got to be a via, a very uh, uh, important person uh, to be able to get this vaccine. Yeah, right? that's what I call it. I call it the VIP vaccine. Yep. And and uh, and Nathan, this this has always bothered me. Why does World War corporate media call Nazis and fascists? Why are they called populists and nationalists? Right, I don't understand it. What makes them populists? That that that's a good thing. You know, words mean things. Right. Populists mean they're popular. Right. It means that the it means the general population, you know, generally supports something. Yeah. And, right? na- and nationalist means you're 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 for your national. Right. You're for your nation. That's like patriotic. But these they, they call the Nazis and the fascists. That's what they call them. So what and do the they pe- call what do they call Democrats? The people that they're trying to help. They call us socialists and uh, <laughs> and what what's the other thing they call us? Com- Marxists communists and socialists because we want to help yep. people. But yep. the Nazis and the and, and, and the fascists that want to kill everybody. They're the popular. They're popu- the popular, they're the popular the ones. <laughs> this kills me. <laughs> Good point, man. <laughs> oh. All right, Nathan. All right, thanks, 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 Mark. Appreciate you, man. Let's grab Chris. Chris, how you doing out there? I'm doing well. I hope we're not overstimulating you with all of the craziness that we're talking uh, about. Some of it is scaring me really bad. <laughs> um, I find it interesting that um, Alito and Thomas were the two negative votes. Wasn't that interesting? On the Supreme Court, and the three that that were appointed by Trump voted against him. Yep. But I found it interesting the rationale that Alito gave. His position was, if I'm reading it right, that any time a state seeks to sue another state, that that is in the jurisdiction constitutionally of the Supreme Court. That's who's supposed to have, uh, uh, try the, that, That's where the, tr- the case should be tried. But th- that may be true, but that's not the issue that the seven other Supreme Court justices made their decision on. They made their decision on the basis that you don't get to sue somebody unless you have standing. Standing means that you are somehow being injured by something that somebody else is doing. So because you're potentially being injured, you have a right to sue to prevent yourself from being injured by that other party. 
Well, no state is being injured by anything. Uh, Texas is not being injured by anything that's being done in Wisconsin, Pennsylvania, Georgia, or, uh, or, or Michigan. Nothing that they do there is injuring anybody in, in Texas. So th- those other seven uh, uh, Supreme Court justices said, well, you don't have any standing. You, you, you don't have a basis for your suit. You're not even, even identifying anything anybody did that you object to. <laughs> I don't understand why Thomas and Alito split this hair and said that, well, we should at least hear the case, even though we don't necessarily agree with anything that the uh, plaintiffs said that they want in the case. Mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't understand that. I don't either. Um, and another comment on Ronald Reagan. Um, is, didn't he, isn't he the one that made uh, health care for profit? Yep. And that, that's really screwed us up for many, many years. And making it for profit made it predatory. Right. How in the world can we successfully provide health care for all of the people in our population if the system that we use promotes predatory behavior? That's right. I had health care. Um, I was self-employed after I got out of the Air Force. Mm-hmm. And I had Blue Cross and Blue Shield, which was an excellent program. And then right after that was when Reagan was elected. And all of a sudden, I couldn't afford private health care mm-hmm. anymore. And I, I didn't realize it was because he had made it for profit. Yep. And my, my premium skyrocketed overnight. I mean, like about seven times what the premium was. Right. If you weren't getting your, your insurance through your employer, getting the great you know, uh, group rates and the co-pays that your employer paid for you, so instead of paying you know, $2,000 a month or something like that for health insurance, you were paying more like four or $500 a month. That's right. When, when they did this, they, they basically forced people that were buying their insurance in private, uh, as private individuals, they had to actually invent some invented corporation that people would all become like corporate owners of and then buy insurance through that association. You know, they had a name for, uh, for what that kind of insurance was. But that's just insane. You know, why are we doing this? If it were up to me, Chris, I know this sounds like it's communism, but you forgive me if I if I say it this way. Everybody needs health insurance. At some point in your life, you need health insurance. We're all going to have to have health, not health insurance, health care. Everybody's going to need health care at some point in the course of their life. So if we took a piece of money out of our paycheck like we do for Social Security, which insures you against disability or old age, if you did the same thing with health care, you could add 2 or 3 or 4% to our uh, FICA uh, 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 allocation and use that to pay for all of the health care costs for everybody in the country, and nobody would have any premiums. That's How, right. That would be a good way to go, right? Yes, I agree. All right, thank you. Thank all you. Right, you and I got to promote this thing together. Then. Okay. <laughs> All right. Thanks, Chris. I appreciate you. Listen, folks, you know, we got a lot that's going on this week. Hopefully Monday, the electoral colleges in every state will actually meet and they will actually cast their votes and we'll be done with this thing. You know, the election will be certified. The electoral college will have made their 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 votes and then we can push on. Let's hope and pray we don't have any faithless electors in the electoral college that don't vote for the person that they were elected to uh, uh, to uh, to delegate or be the delegate for. We look forward to talking to you all next week here at Think Again. Think again. You 
You've been listening to Think Again with L. Nathan Hare, sponsored by the Community Action Organization of Erie County. Be sure to tune in again next week at this same time for more Think Again.